1: Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day,
2: the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. <laughs> Recent guests include Rich Eisen, John Harbaugh, Judge Judy, and John Madden. I thought one of the greatest jobs in coaching in the NFL was Jim's first year with the
1: 49ers. Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts.
2: Great time to be a Wolverine yeah get it on got to get it on no choice but to get on mandate get it on thanks for tuning in thanks for telling a friend man we love that about you man of course it's matt the moderator Deandria. hello there yeah man excited to be hitting the road soon
0: Events. yeah
2: going to atlanta Coming up, uh, that's April 27th to the 29th, doing the uh, MIDI over there. Nissan's a featured marquee. John Morton is uh, Mr. Saturday Night. John Morton is going to be there and uh, be doing some vintage racing, bringing the uh, 610, bringing the Roadster. Going to say hi
1: to the people. You know, I think uh, we're, I'm working on the deal right now, but I think it's fair to say this now. Uh, We're also going to be doing – or Nissan is going to be sponsoring a screening event of the Newman film. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure where that's going to be. It's going to be in the vicinity of the track, not that far from what I understand. I don't know what the venue is. We'll get some more details on it, but, um, uh, but, yeah, the film's going to be there. Maybe we'll stop in and and say hi and – and I don't know if you're going to intro the film or do whatever you want, but they're going to be filming the new. They're going to be screening the Newman film there. Yeah, and, that's what uh, I do. I
2: do whatever I want. Do all whatever day, you want every day. That's all I do. I <laughs> so do whatever I want
1: by by whatever you want. It's whatever we. That's whatever we I make, want. And then that's we'll all say, I do.
2: All day, every day is whatever <laughs> um, I want.
1: You know, we're going to try to get some uh, some Corolla drinks uh, product out there for the event. Um, uh, we're working on. It, there's all kinds of you know issues with licensing and and how do you buy it and ship it and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff so uh, I don't know yet if that's possible we're going to try, but you should be able to screen the watch the newman film there uh i I think you can get passes to it somehow I'm not sure how, but I don't think it's like a paid thing maybe Nissan is sponsoring the event so Anyway, if you're going to the MIDI, stick around. We'll we'll get some information about seeing the film. It should be fun. We will keep you,
2: uh, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, and They can like tweet you, too. right,
1: Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: of At Motorator.
2: Yeah. At Motorator. Uh, also, uh, Madison Capital Theater tonight, uh, doing a one-man show there, so you can come on out if you're in the Madison area, Wisconsin. are going to talk about cars? I may bring it up. Yeah. Uh, it does actually factor in toward the end. Um yeah. So, let's see. So we got the uh BMW up on Bring a Trailer. We love uh all your uh, comments and all your clicks and all your views. So if you want to go check out the uh, 3.0 CS, you can go uh, check that out over at uh, Bring a Trailer and uh spread the word around, man.
1: Yeah, that's a cool car. It's a it's it's got a it's got an interesting history. Um, you know, we we know that uh it's, we we have a serial number for it, and it's a it's a it's a U.S. spec serial number. But somehow the car sort of originated in in Germany. Somebody there, this Domin tuning guy, had bought the car, <clears throat> mm-hmm. raced it a bit, mm-hmm. and then somebody here in the U.S. It's unclear who. Um, we just don't have records that far back. Somebody bought the car here, bought two cars, mm-hmm. had them both brought over. Kept one as a street car and one as a race car, and this was the race car. And uh, it got uh, it got moved around a bit. It got raced a bunch of times. It, it did have a couple different engines in it. And then uh, this group out of Iowa, I forgot their name, they did some work on the car. They're very familiar with the car. I think they're the ones that did the Group 2 body conversion on it, which looks mm-hmm. badass. That's the pictures you've all seen, the black with the big flares and everything on it, which makes it awesome. And it's got, uh, you know, it's got an updated engine in it. It's got the airbox that you made for it. But, you know, other than probably some tires and, you know, maybe some belts and, and, fire suppression system it's pretty good it's pretty race ready cuz you were going to race it at Monterey a couple of years ago and then the run groups didn't really work out but mm-hmm. uh, but the Tom and the guys over at the shop kind of went through it and got it ready so you know it fires up you know if you go to bring a trailer you see a bunch of photos you'll see a video you'll see us fire it up and uh, you can hear it you can see it And it's a cool piece that has just been a race car almost its entire life and I think that's kinda of significant. There is a there is a wagon pass, which is basically a logbook for the car and it has an entry uh some some German entry in it from maybe like nineteen eighty or something. And, you know, it's not a fully completed, you know, you know log book with hundred races, but it is cool that it has it and it is dated, so it does show that the car was out there and raced back in the day. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a it's cool nice piece. to have Look, a wagon pass. Like what what is a real if you had one of the real, like, CSLs, you know, the 31 or 34 cars, however, what is it like 1.2 million these days? Well, I'm going to try
2: to suss this out in terms of the value of these types of cars. What I've sussed out, because they've always been one of my favorites, and I've always just kind of stared at them from afar, and that's why when I found out Cuffy Crab was selling his some years ago, I jumped on it. Um... The As best as I can tell, th- like the Hans Stuck uh, Group 5 one, the one that got taken into the wall. Max Paddy, you can probably find the footage of the one that got taken into the wall on my race uh, some years ago. That was, That's right. You
1: were in Monterey, and that's where that uh, that like uh, the Mercury Capri, the Mustang Slash Mercury Capri darted over to the left yes. and hit that BMW. Yeah, it
2: was like a Roush Capri. Yeah. Uh, like dark dark blue, could have been a Mustang. but I think it was a Capri. Yeah, it just went over the
1: hill. It just locked up a brake and just darted over to the left. And the only thing in its way was a really nice BMW.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was a Group Five, uh, like Hans Stuck and uh, oh, I I I think um, damn it, I think our, uh, speaking of. Um, Sorry, I've had an early morning. Um, Sam Posey, I think, and San Stoke may have driven that car. It's like on, oh, on wow. the roof. Yeah. And that thing got taken into the wall pretty hard. Now, I think a car like that, with those guys driving it and a bunch of period history stuff and maybe some runs at Le Mans or the Nürburgring mm-hmm. or, or whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of European race pedigree and all that kind of stuff, I think those cars are well over a million bucks. Yeah. I don't I don't think you can get that car for 850 grand. I think it's the car's not for sale and if it was for sale it's 115 right. or 143 or, three or yeah. something, but yeah. it's well over a million. You know, and then they have like sort of lesser cars that never really change hands or come up for sale, but if they have any real history in Europe or, or beyond and anyone you've heard of driving them and any tracks you've heard of it's got to be into the high hundreds you know seven seven fifty to a million or something nicely done clones are two fifty to three fifty, yeah, so this is kind of nice because it's you can get in on it for something less than a king's ransom, and it does have a
1: wagon pass and some period history um. And it's a, by the way, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool piece to get out there and do some track days and some vintage racing and stuff. And I know some people are going to say it's not going to qualify for all types of vintage racing because of the motor swap and whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But it does get out there because the car, this was very much a passion buy. That's why we don't have as much history about the car as possible. But you saw the car racing at the Coronado Festival of Speed, probably circa 2010, 2011. And in 2011, like November 2011, you bought it from Cuffy Crab. And you're like, it's a cool piece. It could be worth something one day. Also, it would be fun to race. Well, he
2: went out and did a lot of vintage racing in that car. So it's definitely eligible to do a lot of vintage racing in because he did it. Now, if – but – does that make it eligible for Monterey? I don't know. Look, I've seen a lot of cars at Monterey that weren't that close to uh, the way they ran back yeah. in the '60s and early '70s. So, possibly uh, would be the answer. And then the other the other thing would be uh, I don't know if you're really hardcore with that car. I would build a race. Prepped vintage, correct engine yeah. for it. It wouldn't be free, but it wouldn't be that expensive. No,
1: but you could take the engine that's in there and and sell it, or you can drop that into a cool little hot rod project, right? Yeah, like uh, that th- would be badass.
2: There's a lot of stuff you could do, and you could uh, you could do it, and uh, and then go race at Monterey. Presumably, um, again, I don't I don't claim to know all the rules over there. I've entered a few cars. They've never really. You know they they the scrutineering isn't is you know they've never asked for a picture of the engine. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. They've just said like yeah, tell me about the car and then what year is it and whatever and then we get in. So I I don't <clears throat> I don't know, but anyway, uh, I will also say this: it is probably the best. Probably when people come to my shop, it draws the most focus. It's It's it's, the coolest looking. It's right in the sweet spot of 60s and 70s, like very early 70s. The color scheme is great. The shape is great. It's got its Euro without being like crazy Euro, you know, like French Euro or whatever. Like it's just got all the right amounts of everything to make it just look like one of the coolest race cars and, ever
1: and it's naturally aspirated so it sounds fantastic and uh and it's not it's not so much power that it's going to scare the hell out of you out of it like i think it's just a cool car to get out there and it's always going to draw eyes on the track like you uh, said yeah. here it's always a fan favorite every time we post photos of it people seem to love it and for good reason we love well, every it. every time well. someone
2: <laughs> comes to the shop we're myers and this 200 mile and hour. Uh, what's his club
1: Flag Club Checker or something.
2: i all go Club, check his out Peterson that. Museum Club. <laughs> I always try to steer them toward the BRE 510, which yeah. they like, but they always go to the 3.0. Uh, all right. So I got some battery complaints we'll get into in a second. <laughs> exactly. uh, first, I'll tell you about uh, Omaze giving away the sixth Model 3 Tesla ever made. It belongs to Kimball Musk, Elon's brother. Proceeds benefit Big Green Learning Gardens and Food Literacy Programs. Omaze offering. Once-in-a-lifetime experience and prizes, all you have to do to support this great cause and your chance to win is donate as little as $10. You can get started that way. Check it out. And it's not like the more you donate, the better the chances you have of winning. You just donate. It all goes in. It's a write-off, by the way. You can check out the experiences uh, Omaze is offering at uh, Omaze dot com slash carcast o m a z e dot com slash carcast and enter for your chance to win. Use the promo code carcast to double your chances. And look, even if you don't win, it's always for a good cause. The money just goes to the charities.
1: So I was in one of those models too. Drove around. Oh, one. How yeah, was yeah. it? It's good. It's 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 interesting. It's 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 pretty cool. They're still so futuristic with you know the big screen in the middle. There's no gauges in front of you and and it's got this, I think I remembered, like, the trim on the dash has, like, kind of hidden AC vents. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's very kind of cool and futuristic. It feels like more of a ride at Disneyland <laughs> than it does your average car. Um, it's the right size. I will say that. Yeah, And it, it, it moves. It scoots around, man. It's pretty cool. Anyway, it, to do that and to help out and get an opportunity to get one of those it's not a bad idea.
2: All right. Let's see. So, oh, yeah, the battery. God, that other, so I had this, um, all I hate is waste, I, I really just hate waste, and um, we got a cool vintage correct battery for the Mira SV, and um, of course it went bad, because nobody like put acid in it, or distilled water, knew whatever it was, and then it it turned out that we couldn't find a new one, and they were really expensive. And then Tom at the other shop figured out a way, read up on bringing the old ones back to life, and blah blah blah. And now we have no idea where the battery is. And <laughs> I, it, it kind of drives me nuts. And it's all, not
1: in the car. What's in the car? Uh,
2: what's in the car is like a newbie, a new, a new battery because the old expensive battery was in the car it didn't get tended to so it went bad oh, and then it got pulled out of the car so you can and so start my, it up and my move question around is and... is where is the old battery and yeah. it's like nobody knows and i'm like well there's not that many guys here that would throw away yeah a battery so where is it now to be fair to rob rob does a lot of like I, I didn't know what you wanted to do with the battery, so I threw it away. <laughs> and I go, well, uh, if you didn't know what I wanted to do with the battery, then th- th- don't throw Yeah, I didn't know what you wanted to do. Yeah, And I go, yeah, but th- don't throw it away then. Yeah, I didn't know what you wanted. And I go, well, okay, I mean, but I'm here. But he I'm wasn't here- going to
1: see you for the next 30 days.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here every exactly. single day. Every day. I'm here in the morning. If there's something... That you don't know if I want it or – I did not know if you want to keep the car in the trailer, take the car out of the trailer. So I took the car out of the trailer. Yeah, but I'm – you're here at 8.30 and then I show up at 9.45. So go do something else and then when I show up, you can – Yeah, put it in the Ask Adam question pile. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Like it's. in I have these insane conversations with like Gary or, or Rob. Like, I was at the Home Depot – I didn't know if you wanted to get the tech screws or the bugle head drywall screws. So I just got the tech screws. And I'm like, well, I wanted the bugle head drywall. Yeah, I didn't know. And I go, okay, buy them both. Or they never see this one coming. Do you own a cell phone? Yeah. Okay. I have a cell phone. Yeah. Do you have my number? Yeah. Okay. Uh You could use your cell phone and you could call in. Yeah, I didn't know. What, what did you, what part did you know? I, I I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird thing. So now there's this super expensive vintage battery. We figured out how to bring it back to life. They don't make them anymore. The old timer got. I like, can't have it. Tom has searched the entire place. Not on his lunch break. Just on the <laughs> clock. Can't find the battery. Doesn't know right. where it is. And then every time I say to him, "How about you ask Rob if he knows?" He'll go like. Yeah, I don't know what he knows, you know, and I'll go, yeah, (laughs) call Rob, how many people have access to this area? (laughs) Nobody. Okay. So uh, it's a very limited amount of people who would have picked up this vintage battery and went and thrown it in the garbage or taken it to recycle. So can we just simply- Also, if it
1: didn't work- Right, we wouldn't be like, oh, this battery's dead. Let's go put it on the trailer and use it for the winch or something. Right, like if it no, didn't Rob, work, you wouldn't Rob use would it. Rob would have taken it and recycled it. Right, but only Rob. Right. So uh, I
2: don't know who else does that. So Tom, instead of spinning in a vortex of confusion, could call his friend Rob and just ask, yeah, if he knows anything about the battery.
1: You know, there was there was a wonderful period of time where there was a shelf with all the batteries on them. They had chargers and trickles, and and they had, like, blue tape that said fully charged on, you know, April 1st. Tom, like it was, Tom's you know. also
2: second lament is what happened to that shelf and all those batteries. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like—
1: Again, how many people go back
2: there? I said, Sean— who occasionally brings in a couple of his guys to do a little fender work or something, I said, do you think those guys are stealing our batteries? And he's like, no. No. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm really narrowing this down to a pretty tight group of folks that might know. But uh, Rob, who's there all the time and who's not physically there that day, you'd have to call him up and ask these... It's, Hard-hitting questions.
1: I mean, I've called Rob before. He's answered his phone. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. Perhaps we'll suggest that when we go to the <laughs> okay. shop later. Right, well, maybe we'll go out on Rob's boat one day, and he has like 15 vintage batteries and three yellow <laughs> yellow top Optimas. And <laughs> The battery, I'm assuming, got
2: dumped or recycled I, or, I or something. I guess so.
1: I mean, I guess so. Unless it was working and it was swapped into another car temporarily no, to move no, something, no, no, it just no, no. seems weird.
2: No, you wouldn't use that old, big, weird Moretti battery yeah. on whatever. Now, it got my $350 vintage battery. I'm sure it just got chucked because Tom <laughs> said it's broken, like it doesn't work. And then Rob dumped it, didn't say anything, but then Tom searched everything. the uh, The organization thing is one of the many... Many vexing, perplexing mysteries of my entire adult professional life. Almost everybody who has worked for me, I've simply said, please take time while on the clock to go organize this area periodically so that we don't have to deal with what's this and where's that. We can't find any. And it is – I've now – pretty much realize that it's just undoable, like it's not doable. And no matter how many I've yelled, there's a hallway behind us. Um, Oftentimes it'll be like, you know, it'll it'll be like, oh, Ron Howard's here. And I'll go, oh, Ron, I made a racing movie, too. It's called, uh, oh, I love Paul Newman. Paul Newman's the greatest. I'm a huge fan of his. Oh, I got a doc. Let me get you a copy of yeah. it, Ron Howard. And then I'll go like, oh, yeah, we only have mugs and T-shirts. And I'll go, oh. And then at some point, I'll be looking through a T-shirt box, and there'll be six copies of the doc that are <laughs> under one T-shirt. And I'll go. With a
1: sticky note that says, for Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> no, just
2: somebody <laughs> saw fit to put them in the box that said, extra large Mangria T-shirts instead of. And then I will do what I always do, which is. We have a label maker. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Please take the label maker, put labels on shelves, have the extra large Mangria shirts in a box here, then have the DVDs here, and then have the, the coffee mugs here, and then we'll have a label and we'll have them in a box. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't really go down that way. Like there is no There is no real convincing. I'm I'm starting to convince. I'm starting to just realize that people have stuff they want to do or tend to do, and then they have stuff they don't tend to do. And there's really not much you can do about it. It doesn't matter if you're paying for everything. It doesn't doesn't matter. You can't get that. I mean, at my house, it's that way. And at work, it's that way. It's like you can't go, hey, I'm paying for everything. Now, just do it." it. Doesn't. Yeah. It's not really, yeah. it's not effective. doesn't work. <laughs> it's weird. I think that's well, why
1: people used to beat people. But go ahead. You know, for the, for your batteries, though, our friends at uh, Optima, we can get some batteries. It's not going to solve your Mira issue, but. Uh, no, nah, I'm not sure what's going to solve that because <laughs> they don't make that battery. <laughs> they don't make that battery. Finding it solves it. Or yeah. eBay and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or there's some sort of like version of like using an optima battery but with some sort of like vintage plastic case that goes around yeah. it mm-hmm. there's i mean there's some sort of faking it we got you know, that. that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but uh you know um let me tell you about brush hero yeah you, know, about you might have seen this thing on uh on shark tank uh the brush hero is a water-powered cleaning machine it's cool it looks kind of like a like a dremel mm-hmm. but with a brush on the end it's got an an impressive amount of torque. It's not meant to spin fast, but it, it's, it, it scrubs. It's powerful. It's continuous, effective torque. It won't you cause You hook it up, up your hose? Yeah. So it's water-powered. Oh, so it's like using the, for using the rims, for doing yeah, the rims yeah. up. Oh. But, but which is great because you can use this on anything. You can use this on your barbecue, yard tools, patio furniture, oh, boats. Oh, is going to go nuts. Just anything. She's like going to I, I just can't imagine she's a time go when She's ballistic you're, when she gets this thing. How do you barbecue, go home and she's not boat, using it? Barbecue, uh, motorcycles, mm-hmm. car rims. It's, it's incredible. Right? Oh, my God. So the starter kit comes with two brush heads, a soft one for sensitive surfaces such as paint and chrome, and a tough one for serious muck. There's no batteries or electricity. It's all water-powered. It's it's fantastic. So if you, if you want to, uh, this is the ultimate cleaning tool and detailing tool. It's a great Father's Day gift, by the way. That's coming up. Gift sets for every budget. You can check out their extensive line of accessories, including extension wands to add even more reach to your brush hero, and their soap star attachment, which adds suds to your scrub. It's a must-have for every car lover, motorcyclist, or all-around clean freak. So if you want to get a brush hero, you can get it at select Costco stores, you can get it at BrushHero.com, or you can get it at Amazon. You can go to a car cash show and click through our banner, and you can get it there as well. So um, it looks cool. I've seen it. It it's it looks great. Yeah, it's
2: a, that's a smart idea. Cause... When you
1: when you got like those those mesh style basket weave style cars, like mm-hmm. the BBS ones, like mm-hmm. you were talking about the BMW, it has those types of wheels. Mm-hmm. Getting a rag and a finger in there. And every one of those things takes forever. And then you always bust a knuckle doing it. Right. Right. This thing solves a problem.
2: Yeah. That barbecue, you yeah. know, I had a barbecue at my house. Yeah. I sat there for about two and a half years in the backyard with covered soot, like never, never been touched. And then at a certain point. Uncle Jimmy wanted to come by for the Super Bowl party, and he said, I'm smoking wings. Yeah. And then I'll pre-smoke them at my place, but i got to barbecue them up at your shop. And I said, well, take that barbecue, knock all the dust off it, Mm -hmm. bring it back, load it up into Rob's truck, and uh, bring it back to the shop and let Uncle Jimmy go sick, uh, which we did. And then the other day, Lynette announced, hey, we need a barbecue back here. (laughs) And I said, I don't know. I'm not sure if we need it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, don't you want a barbecue? I'm like, I do love barbecue, but uh, based on the act, the zero action of the last yeah. barbecue if for three years. If there was a meter on that thing, it would be low. It would be brand new. <laughs> it would it, be like it never – it just sat on the back porch with a cover on it. It just got covered in soot. So I, I do get where we think we'd like to be the kind of people who barbecue. Yeah. And I'm in love with that idea but I'm not sure if we are the people who barbecue. Okay. Barbecue is a thing that everyone kind of aspires to. It's almost a lifestyle.
1: But it is work. <laughs> it <laughs> is. One it's, has it's, to work. Yeah, you have to commit to barbecue. And I don't know if the whole, if you don't use it, you lose it thing stands with barbecues. But last year, not not this past Super Bowl, but last year, Jimmy came over, fired up the barbecue, worked great. I don't think it got used for another year. He showed up this year and he's like... It's not getting hot enough. Yeah. Something's wrong with the barbecue. Like, yes. We have not touched it for a no, year. No, We touched it. We took it apart and we cleaned it. Oh,
2: oh, don't do who are you dealing with there? <laughs> Listen, you I think mean, you're, you're the only Jews. anal weirdo <laughs> here. I was like, Rob, take that thing apart. Get a fresh butane tank, clean that thing, make sure it fires up. Like I was not going to let Jimmy come over and just sort of have at that barbecue with it sitting for a year, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, like you know, but, fire it fired up
1: and it Yeah, it Rob was yeah. like, yeah,
2: it's clean. It's new. Yeah. We've got a new tank. Like, everything's working great. Or, but I didn't know about the temperature part. Yeah. I'm not really going to blame that one on Rob
1: either. No, no, no. Either, it didn't meet Jimmy's approval. Right. But <laughs> I like, don't know what was going on. <laughs> Jimmy's like, we need a new barbecue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I like, we, we can try to fix this one. He's like, just get a new barbecue. <laughs>
2: well, it's tough for us but because the uh, were me and Lynette and the kids, we have to go down to the park. And we bring our own coals now, and they have that. Why are you laughing? They have those barbecues there, like at campgrounds, you know, and we'll just go out and spend the Sunday putting on some brisket, flap steak, you know, ribs and whatnot. Yeah. It's
1: at the park. Oh, it's a community barbecue.
2: That'll hold us over until we can get the new unit in
1: there. All right. uh, Let's I don't know how you fix a barbecue, but I think it could be fixed.
2: I think uh, the Bee Gees have a song. How to fix a barbecue? It's How Can You Fix a Broken Barbecue.
1: Is that true? Max Pat be. over
2: there, he's too young, but he's supposed to know music, so it's weird, you know what I mean?
1: He had a look like, I don't know if that's right. Maybe you're What mis- do you think the real title of the, the <laughs> Bee Gees, How Can You Fix a Broken?
3: Well, it's hard, but it, I think it's metaphoric for barbecue.
2: I think it, hey, well, they're definitely talking barbecue. Yeah, yeah they're Aussies. <laughs> they love their meat over there. Let's hear it. You can look for it. All right. Do you have a uh, question for us, uh, email question for us?
3: Sure do. And if you guys want to write in and ask Adam or Matt a question, just go to carcastshow.com and click on the contact page. This one comes from Eamon. Adam and Matt, longtime listener, the first, first-time emailer. First off, you inspired me to sell my wife's old RAV4. Nice. Which, which I've been driving nice. since we've had kids. For a 2006 Mini Cooper S with a manual. Good Great move. Cool.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that.
3: Uh, two things. One, does Ram it bug four. you guys Ugh. when people leave the dealer license plate frame on their cars? I especially don't get when someone buys an expensive luxury car used, but leaves on the frame from another manufacturer dealer. Example, a Mercedes SL with a BMW dealer plate. What's the upside of that?
1: I don't like the frames at all. Frames are dumb. Also, you paid for the car. You're rolling around with free promotion. Get rid of it. Give it back. You don't have to throw it away. Just give it back to them.
2: I don't like it. I don't like it when you go into the tuner guy and the guy does the belts on the blower or something, and then when you're pulling out, he's got the extreme performance whatever <laughs> on there with the yeah. th- three X's for extreme, and it's like, hey, buddy, yeah, I paid you. This is not That's part of what our bugs
3: me. Part of our yeah. deal. I'd rather yeah. be snowboarding.
2: Yes. Right. So
3: Look,
1: there,
2: I- there's that. I, I I don't like it. They're also the the pottiest, cheapest metal now plastic or whatever. And they're, I just yeah, don't need plastic. big gouty Ford on there. Yeah. What always used to get me is when I would see trucks, pickup trucks, especially from Texas. And I don't know if you guys have this, but maybe there's some Florida action in here. I would see like Ford F-250 pickup trucks back like from the 70s and 80s. It had like the flat bumper in the back. Yeah, okay. And they would have burned in with uh with a with a cutting torch like big Walt Heffman Ford, like in the bumper. Like, it, like there is no getting rid of that. There's no like yeah. your license plate frame, you're you're usually two to four Phillips head screws away from putting that yeah. in your rear view mirror. These bumpers that had the dealership now it's weird. Max Pattis is gonna have to look into this. I never saw any from California. I never saw any Galpin Ford, but if I would see an F-250 that had, like, a Texas plate on it, I would often see the dealership carved. It'd be like if you took a wood burner into plastic and did it on, but the metal bumper, and just stamped in. I have not seen that. You've never seen it? You're going to see it, my friend.
1: (laughs) No, I have seen. Oh, you shall see it. (laughs) You shall see it before the day is through. I I have seen the uh, the. Like the dealer name done as like an emblem, and it's a sticker, and it looks like like your Toyota, you know, font or whatever, or your VW font, and it's like on your the rear, you know, the rear of the car, mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. like it, but it, but it's it's the stick on letters, and I don't I don't yeah get I don't how, like that I don't like that either. Like and every, also every car that I bought that had like the dealer frame or something on it or those letters before I even took delivery of the car I was like you can remove that now. And they're like, no, no, we put it on every car. It's like, not. Nah, I bought the car. I don't need it anymore. You're welcome to take the frame back. Give it to somebody else. I don't right. need it. But boom. And you
2: got to use, I don't know, floss to get that off and yeah. like a little polishing compound or something. Well, or,
1: that's why when it's stuck on, I tell the dealer to take it off.
2: Right. Right? Because yeah. if they screw it up. They're, they're, first off, you're right. There's no way it's legal or even optional. It's like. They stick it on there to get some free advertising. Good on them, but if you spot it, you should be able to just point at it and go, no question get rid ask. of that.
1: Or you can take you know a few hundred off the price of the car <laughs> and uh, right.
2: I'll roll around for a year or something. I will show you <laughs> trucks from Texas, probably from the 70s, that the bumper has the dealer carved into
1: it. That's amazing. Now this
2: is back before the Chrome bumper. This is when they had like just a metal Galvey like step bumper, whatever, on there. Chris will find a wonderful picture. Hopefully he'll find it. (laughs) I'm not sure where you start with the Google search. You once you find that dealer name, now again, I didn't see any out of Virginia and I didn't see any out of California. But I did see them, I feel like out of Texas, but it certainly could have been Arizona or whatever as well. And they must have, it must not have been permitted to do it here in California, but I bet you could do it in Nevada or something like that. All right, look for that. I'll tell you about Castrol Edge. How about that? Designed for consumers who demand the best performance from their cars. Tech advances made engines smaller, more powerful. they got to work harder today. They're, oh man, multiple tons per square centimeter. The only thing, stopping metal-to-metal contact is a thin layer of oil. So the oil needs to be strong and remain strong. And that's where Castrol Edge comes in. Formulated with fluid titanium technology. Three times stronger, fool than the strongest... Uh, stronger and stronger against viscosity breakdown, but it's three times stronger than uh, the leading full synthetic. Not blended. I thought they'd do a little sleight of hand there. They didn't. Full s- synthetic. How about that? All right. Uh, let's see, Max Pad. Did you find anything?
3: Yeah, I found, I found a few like old truck bumpers with the like a dealership engraved in it. Like, is this too is that old? Kind or? of yeah. what you're thinking.
1: Well, I don't think that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's exactly oh, what I'm Oh, I wasn't I'm sure thinking. if it was like, like, like cut through, almost like, like torched or water jetted through, like it was transparent, or that's it's carved stamped, in there. I yeah. said stamped. I said
2: it's like you take a
1: wood—it's
2: it's like you took yeah, a soldering iron and carved it, like a soldering iron, into like plastic. It's exactly how I described <laughs> it. Thank you very much. It's Texas.
1: It's it also is, like hand-done. It looks like shit. Yeah, it's not even they, like a template They, they literally, like,
2: somebody, like, free-handed the dealer it's into more the bed of the
1: truck, <laughs> into the bumper of the truck.
3: Yeah, that's not coming out. No, that's not going out. No, you out. ain't
1: going to buff that out. No, but I love that it was, like, hand-done, like, graffiti. Like, the X is off, is all misshapen, and it's terrible. It's free-handed. Obviously, it's not from the Ford factory. Yeah. No, I, I got that much, but I'm saying there was no, like... No jig or template made no they just it.
2: had a guy with a it wasn't a wheel I, and it was like probably an engraving tool or something yeah. something spinning and just one at it are you, do you marvel at my knowledge base uh, a little bit but it only seems to be Texas yeah all of
3: them say Texas on it
2: well because it must have been look I think if you wanted to buy a truck in California and somebody wanted to desecrate it you'd be like 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 Ralph Nader would have gotten involved and went, no. Right.
0: No, the, the DA would
2: have went like, hey, Galpin Ford or Gowdy Ford or whatever. You, yeah. you, this is their property. You can't carve. Uh, you can put a license plate f- frame on and they can take it off. But
0: right. you can't
2: carve something into the bumper that can never get rid of. Something permanent like that. And it looks wow. shitty. <laughs> and one could argue that it diminishes the purpose of the bumper just a little bit. Like it probably certainly doesn't make it stronger. Doesn't make it stronger. Imagine every time you bought a car they had to
1: tattoo the dealer under your arm. I and I <laughs> bet it just rusts out in there too, right? Yeah. All right. Well they we one of the pictures was all rusty. So there's, yeah, well, there's that. That was all rusty.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It probably went up into the seventies. Maybe a little beyond. And then when they started getting chrome bumpers, they probably went, uh, we can't do it with the so chrome. So you don't think no.
1: it was customer complaints that did it? You think it was the change of technology from the manufacturer's point? Hey, well, let's I'm, do, in, uh... I'm in California and I <laughs> seem to have seen a lot of those. Yeah. And, and I was
2: just like, what the F, man? I, that was my thought, but it's like, I guess that's just what they were used to over there. And uh, it's like when you talk to people living like Louisiana, and they go, "You guys don't have drive-through bars," and you go, "No," and they go, "Like, well, what How happens you when you're coming home from work, and you want like a hurricane or something <laughs> for the ride home? And You're like, we're not allowed to yeah. buy booze and drive-throughs and then drive home. Oh, yeah, why not? Like, it's kind of confusing to them. I, I think we're the same way, but yeah. when you're in it, that's just life. Like your dad." owned a pickup truck that said big Walt Heffman Ford on the back. <laughs> so now you're going to go buy one. Are you in a tizzy? Or are you just like, yeah, <laughs> so like like one my dad had. <laughs> I think, Max Paddock can look it up. <laughs> I think when they went to the chrome bumpers, they are like, we can't carve into this chrome bumper. We can't do what we did anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that certainly makes sense. I'm, I'm, there's a there's a guy
3: in this forum that I'm reading, and he says that he was told these were actually aftermarket bumpers the dealers bought and put on if the customer requested because uh, many trucks didn't have a rear bumper from the factory back in those days, and so they would add these.
2: So they would add their name and then add these. So the, the customer wouldn't request their name on the bumper. Right. No, these the are, customer would have, request a bumper, yeah, and they yeah. would go, there hey, had they, had they be- have our name on it.
1: Yeah, but you're right. There had to be some sort of loophole to get that that ugly thing on there. They're like, we can sell you a bumper cheap, but it's our bumper. It's branded with our name. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, and they but probably, they didn't
2: show up at your shop with your name on it. No, no, no. But, and they right.
1: probably installed them on the vehicles before they sold them and said, "We this is already a dealer-installed option, right? Right. You know, like,
2: Whatever it was, you would have gotten around it. Yeah. If I you would were... have
1: left that dealer with no bumper.
2: No, you would have said... <laughs> Uh, they would have, the, the guy would have went, Oh, well, the bumpers already have our name on it. Yeah. And you would have went, Where do you get the bumpers? They go, uh, Dearborn. I go, did they show up with your name on it? Oh, uh, well, no, they show up at an engraving place. And then we yeah. have our, and then you'd go, When's the next shipment? And I go, Well, they usually come on the 15th and the 30th. And you'd go, Okay. Yeah. Wh- what's today? Oh, it's the 11th. All right. In four days, when they show up, go get me a bumper from the engraving right. place before they engrave it. And then the guy'd go, All right. I don't know if we're supposed to do, I don't know if we're allowed to do that. And you go, what do you mean, not allowed to do it? And they go, uh, uh, let me get my supervisor. And then those guys <laughs> would be confused. And then you'd go in and go, hey, uh, he w- wants to know if we can go to Chet's, the engraving place, and get the bumper and then put on. And, and the guy'd be caught off guard a little. He wouldn't, he'd want you not to do it, but yeah. he wouldn't have a story really, like, worked lying. out. Like, I don't like, understand what you're go, doing. Uh, I, well, we don't we don't normally do that, and then you go, yeah, but that's why I went done, and they'd probably just panic and go, yeah, go ahead, and that's how you, <laughs> yeah, that's how you'd do it, and then later on, you'd run in some dude at a barbecue, and you'd go like, and he'd be like, how come you don't have big Walt and Ford on your bumper? And like, because I went down the engraver and got it. You'd for probably it. run into Chet, the engraver, and be that's like, right, where'd you get that bumper?
1: Right. It doesn't look like one of mine. And you'd see his like kids my work.
2: with all the funky teeth, and you would be like, why didn't you give that kid braces? And Chet would be like, because I lost the business of doing your
1: bumper, dude. Between you and the chrome
2: bumper business, it's I'm we're out. out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So- uh, Yeah, it looks like it
3: was just a big Southern thing, like Florida, Alabama, It's Arkansas. funny.
2: When I, when I was starting to go into the Texas thing, I paused and went- they did it in Texas. Like, all dumb ideas eventually make it to Florida. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Matt, you're from Florida.
1: Like, I was, look- yeah, was kind of looking there. at you going,
2: I was thinking, yeah. like, it should be Florida, too. And it, it probably is. Just the
1: fact that you're bringing that up. I have to go to Florida for a wedding, and I hate Florida. I'm trying to find a way to, like, fly in in the morning, do the wedding, and leave that night. I, that's how much I hate Florida I don't even want to be there for 12 hours man
2: this is a car show so <laughs> save that for off the air <laughs> alright you got another oh, wait do we do one question
3: oh yeah yeah there was uh, Eamon had Oh, two the co- guy
2: had a yeah traded in his RAV4 he's got the 5 or 6 got the got 6 the mini speed Cooper. mini now I yeah. like that Yeah. so the second question buy. is what do
3: you guys think of 11.99 foundation frames I see a lot of Porsches McLarens Mercedes G wagons with those rolling around here in Northern California thanks for making a great show
2: uh, you're quite you're welcome. welcome. I I know there's a thing and a cop and a stuff and a whatever. And I've talked to kind of the Bruce Myers of the world about the foundations yeah. and the charity and stuff. It look. It, it I, I don't look. You can't have a policy that says you give us a thousand bucks for for the policeman's ball and you don't get tickets. It can't be written down. On the other hand. Everything is cop discretion, whether you get let off with a warning or whether you get shot in yeah. your grandma's backyard. It's all kind of cop discretion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if if you get pulled over and the cop happens to be one of your buddies from the football team in high school, guess who's not getting a ticket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it happens to be one of the chicks you stood up on prom night, guess who is getting a ticket, right? right. So it's like, it's always their discretion. So... yeah. What you have to do is have them in the mood not to write you a ticket. And things like those
1: foundations and stuff like that get you closer to that goal. But does it get you closer to that goal if it's on the back of a a McLaren where arguably the owner, $1,000 means very little to that guy? versus the 1199 frame on the back of a Rad 4 who donated half his paycheck to There's get that never, thing. <laughs> they're never on a Rad <laughs> they're 4. They're never on a Rad 4, but number one, <laughs> to this guy's point, and, is it worth it?
2: And number two, uh, yeah, I, I think it Maybe is. Maybe if you get pulled over a lot, sure. But the other thing, too, is I'm not fundamentally against the notion of, hey, if some public member of the public wanted to give the uh good uh men and women in blue a thousand bucks if that guy can't skate out of a couple of tickets i don't mind living in that world yeah like i'm not one of these guys are like hey what the f how come i get a ticket either only gave a thousand bucks
1: yeah especially I, if it's a chicken shit ticket right
2: it's like i look sometimes i fly first class sometimes i fly coach but when i fly coach it's because i ask matt how much is first class and he's like fourteen hundred dollars to chicago and i went how much is coach he goes 289 and i go yeah, oh, let's go coach. And then I don't go into first class, and go, hey man, yeah. what's going on in here? <laughs> like I, I made a decision and saved eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, well and... there's seats
1: available here, and I usually fly first class. Aren't I grandfathered in? Yes. No. All not. right. What do you got? Piece uh, of Geico. Business? Yes, Geico. So everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning, you pick up some milk. Now you can add saving hundreds of dollars on in car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You can go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you need some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. This is good advice because Kalen, I know, is going to be shopping for a new car soon. I am. And you cannot buy a car unless you have insurance. And if you, if you go to the dealer and you don't have insurance, they sell you that on-the-spot insurance that's really expensive. So keep that in mm. mind, Kaylin. You have to have get car that insurance.
2: Geico. Yeah, there you go. All right, man. Uh, all right, we will uh, narrow down Kaylin's choices uh, next show. Live shows everywhere again coming up tonight. Madison Capital Theater, one man show, and check that out. Just go to amcrollers.com dot com for all the live shows, uh, live podcasts, and live stand up shows.
1: Matt, what do you got? We've got uh, Shift and Steer, that podcast I do with Brad and Aaron. Uh, that's at shiftandsteer.com. And of course, Carcast with Goldberg. If you guys want to send us some questions, you can email us at carcastshow at gmail.com.
2: All right. So until next time, Sam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel.